In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We know that the Holy Spirit is one of the three persons of the Holy Trinity. And the Holy Spirit is eternal, like the Father, like the Son. And actually, in the first verse in the book of Genesis, we read about the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit was hovering on the water. So the Holy Spirit existed from eternity because he is God. So what does it mean that the Holy Spirit descend on the day of Pentecost or the 50th day of resurrection on the disciples? If the Holy Spirit actually exists from the beginning and was also working in the Old Testament. Uh, In the Old Testament, actually, he worked with the prophets, with the kings, and with the priests. He empowered them for service. So what is the difference? The main difference between the work of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament and after the descent of the Holy Spirit in the day of Pentecost, what we call the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit now dwells within us. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit actually works with them from outside. And the Holy Spirit actually departed from them Uh, when they resist the work of the Holy Spirit. Like we hear how King Saul, after the Holy Spirit worked with him to lead the kingdom of of Israel, but the Holy Spirit, when Saul lived ungodly life, departed from him. That's why David in Psalm 50 asked God, and said, cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. So the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament was working from outside. But in the New Testament, as we read in John chapter 14, verse 17, the Lord said, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. We know that the Holy Spirit also works with the non-believers. We read in the New Testament, no one can say that Jesus is Christ except by the Holy Spirit. So the non-believers, the Holy Spirit works with him to be able to say that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God. So how God said in John 14, 17, that the world cannot receive. Yes, the non-believers don't have the Holy Spirit dwelling in them, inside them. It's like the Old Testament. 
the Holy Spirit work with them from outside guide them to faith but we the believers after we are baptized in the sacrament of chrismation we receive the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit dwells in me as St. Paul said in 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 19 and 20 do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God you are not your own for you were bought with a price so glorify God in your body St. Paul said now the temple of God is you you are the temple of God and the Holy Spirit abides in you then you don't actually own your own body you were purchased by a price the Lord purchased us with his precious blood and now my body is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit so we need to glorify God in our bodies glorify God in your bodies Uh, when actually we receive the Holy Spirit then within us and the Holy Spirit lives within us we will be united with God will be one with God and as the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament sanctified the temple the Holy of the Holies now we are the temple of God so we become a holy sanctuary to the Lord in the New Testament there is no uh, the temple of the Old Testament is vanished did not exist anymore now you are the temple of God what are the blessings that we have when the Holy Spirit actually dwells in us and by the way not only the Holy Spirit is dwelling in us but also the Father and the Son we read in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 to them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery which is Christ in you Christ in you the hope of glory Christ in you and when we partake of his body and his blood there is a real union with Christ also in 1st John chapter 4 verse 15 whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God God abides in him and he in God and the Lord in the gospel of St. John said if you keep my commandment me and the Father will come and make our dwelling with this person so actually the believer becomes a temple for the Holy Spirit and also the Father and the Son because the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit are one today in Pentecost the Holy Spirit descended like tongues of fire why tongues of fire because today actually he gave them the gift of preaching 
evangelists. That's why he gave them, the, it came like tongues to preach, to speak, a tongue of fire because to speak with zeal, to preach with zeal. And as you heard in the book of Acts today, Peter actually made a wonderful speech on the day of Pentecost. And because of this speech that was anointed by the Holy Spirit, how many persons believed? 3,000 persons. 3,000 persons believed. So what are the blessings of the dwellings of the Holy Spirit within me, inside me? First, the Holy Spirit give me new life. I am dead because of my sins. The wages of sin is death. But when I am baptized, when I die in the water of baptism, and I rise again, and then the Holy Spirit dwells in me, then I will receive new life. I will receive new life. As St. Paul said in his letter to Titus, chapter 3 and verse 5, he saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration, that's baptism, and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, that's the chrismation. So the Holy Spirit, when dwells in me, he will renew my nature. That's why St. Paul said, you are new creation. Now the old man died in the water of baptism, now we are new creation in the Lord Jesus Christ. Also, also we call this sacrament confirmation. What does it mean confirmation? Because the Holy Spirit, when he dwells in me, he confirms to me that I belong to God and I am an heir of God and fellow heir with Christ. The dwelling of the Holy Spirit confirms me in God and God in me. As we read in Romans 8 from verse 15, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons. So this Holy Spirit whom we received is the spirit of adoption. By whom? By the Holy Spirit, we cry, Abba, Father. We can call God our Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. That's confirmation. I, I am now a son and a daughter of God. I'm confirmed in him. And since we are children, we are heirs, we are eligible to inherit, fellow heirs with Christ. Also, as you heard today in the letter of St. Paul to Corinthians, the Holy Spirit in us gives us spiritual gifts, spiritual abilities for service, to be witnesses. Like on the day of Pentecost, he gives them the ability to speak in tongues in order to preach 
people from different nations and to spread the word of the gospel to the whole world. So these gifts are given by the Spirit for the edification of the church and to serve the Lord effectively for his own glory. Also, the Holy Spirit helps us to understand and apply the scripture in our life. As you heard in the gospel today, the Holy Spirit will teach you. The words of the scripture are written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So who is the author of the scripture? The Holy Spirit. Since he is the author, he can explain to me and make me understand the words. As we read uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. Since he is the spirit of God, then we understand. We understand what God gave us. We understand his word. We understand how to apply it in our life. Also, the Holy Spirit guides us in prayer, enrich our prayer life, and also intercede for us when we pray. One of the beautiful verses in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. So the Spirit helps our weakness. How? He gave an example. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought. All of us, we don't know how to pray according to the will of God. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So, like if you are going to meet a very important uh, person and you don't know how to address him, so somebody actually will train you and give you the protocol. In the same way, the Holy Spirit who dwells in us help us in prayer. He trains us. He intercedes for us with groaning that we cannot utter and enrich our uh, prayer life. Also, the Holy Spirit empower us to live according to the will of God. We have many temptations in the world. Without the grace of the Holy Spirit, we cannot overcome any temptation. The Spirit leads us in the life of righteousness and in the life of godliness. That's why St. Paul in Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 said, I say to you, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Walk by the Spirit. Let the Spirit guide you and lead your life. Then you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. Also, when we have the Holy Spirit dwells in us, we will produce the fruit of the Spirit. Now we have this new life. 
Now I am not a dead branch. I am a living branch in the vine. And as a living branch, I need to bear fruit. So the Holy Spirit in me will make me bear the fruit. As we read in Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the Spirit is. And by the way, St. Paul mentioned nine things, but he did not say the fruits of the Spirit are. He said it singular, the fruit of the Spirit is. Because all these nine things are nine aspects of one fruit. It's one fruit, but has nine dimensions. So the fruit of Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Also, the Holy Spirit, because He dwells in us, when we sin, the Holy Spirit will be grieved. St. Paul said in Ephesians chapter 4.30, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. But once we, if we grieve the Holy Spirit, as you heard in the Gospel today, the Holy Spirit will convict us, convict us in order to repent and confess our sins so our sins will be forgiven and thus our fellowship with the Holy Spirit will be restored. Finally, the Holy Spirit seals us to the day of redemption. You know, when you have uh, a book or a document and then you put your seal on this document, this means this document belongs to you and it is original, uh, authentic document. So the sealing of the Holy Spirit means we belong to God. We are authentic children of God. We are not fake. We are real children of God. He is sealing us, as we read in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13. In Him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in Him, you were sealed. You were sealed with the Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession. So this sealing is like a guarantee that we will inherit the kingdom of God if we remain in Him and if we abide in Him. So today when we celebrate the descent of the Holy Spirit, we remember all these beautiful meaning. Who are we? We are actually dust and ashes. Who are we to be uh, partakers and to have fellowship with the Holy Spirit? Who are we to be temple of God and the Holy Spirit abides in us? It is a great gift, but we know very well we are not worthy of it. But since God honored us with this gift to be dwelling place for the Holy Spirit, then in return we need to glorify God in our hearts, to glorify God in our bodies, to glorify God in our souls. Everything we do, it, we should do it for His glory. Otherwise, the Holy Spirit will be grieved in us or will be quenched in us. And this will be a great sin 
if we don't repent from it. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.